today for the BBC uh, Radio Wiltshire. Ooh, get your, oh, is that your regular thing now? Wines for the weekend. Yeah, they bloody wiped two that I did. Really <laughs> oh, well, I'm in good company then, because I regularly delete my podcasts before I actually get them as far as uh, iTunes. So I'm, I'm really pleased the BBC did that to you. Yeah. <laughs> right. So is that, that's a regular thing, is it? Wines for the weekend, you, and the, B- you and the BBC? Uh, yeah, let's put it in context. Radio Wiltshire. It's all one to me, you know. The world is your audience, whether you're in Wiltshire or Broadcasting House, I think. This is true. Mm. This is true. Um, right. These look... Very tasty, Jason. Yeah, well, as it's high summer, I thought we'd go off to Beaujolais. Adventures in Wine. I'm David Chandler. And he is Jason Yap. Now tell me, I'm just wondering, are winemakers victims of fashion the way that so many other businesses are? In that, uh, Beaujolais used to be a thing. You're getting ahead of me here, David. Ah, sorry, Uh, Jason. uh, You're you're completely right. Beaujolais, uh, we're old enough to remember it being a big thing in the 70s and 80s and you know the gingham tablecloths Beaujolais Nouveau the Beaujolais the, run yeah Beaujolais Nouveau the third Thursday in November it's the most clever marketing ploy ever and it used to be a big deal and at one point over half the Beaujolais sold was Beaujolais Nouveau which was not good wine the French were drinking it, it but they had a way of making the English we, do it. We, that, we, I remember worked? waiting for lorries at 5 o'clock in the morning in my Oppen's shop uh, to unload pallets of it uh, it was a marketing ruse absolutely brilliant for cash flow but it peaked in 1992 was the peak year mm-hmm. when they sold over half the Beaujolais produced as Beaujolais Nouveau and bear in mind that in a good year Beaujolais can produce more wine than the whole of Burgundy put together. All right, wow. But times have changed, and they ended up then having a surplus of production, and they were having mm-hmm. to distill wine because they were making too much of it into spirits. And um, anyway, happily, as you touched on the wheel of fashion earlier, that is really turning full circle now, and Beaujolais is having a bit of a moment. It's okay. coming back again. And I must add the all important caveat with massively improved quality. People right. have cottoned on to the fact that the land is relatively inexpensive compared with the rest of Burgundy. Beaujolais gets addended to, to Burgundy a bit weirdly because the soil is very different. The terroir is not the same. Okay. In, in the Maconnais, above it, where we have a limestone soil ideally suited to growing Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. And the soil in Beaujolais is predominantly granitic, and that lends itself well to pretty much the only red grape, which is Gamay. So all Beaujolais is, is made from Gamay. So what does that mean for the flavour then? If, if the soil is granitic, what would you expect that to mean for the? Well, the key taste thing the with Beaujolais, and the vast majority of it is red wine, um, mm-hmm. is lovely fruit-driven, bright summer berry fruited reds that have a fresh acidity which is why they're so appealing in the summer 
because they have this lovely fresh palate cleansing acidity and then very gentle tannins. Okay. I love chilling the reds, mm-hmm. which is something that we're terrible at doing in England. I mean, we serve all our red wine too warm, most of our white wine far too cold. Uh-huh. But anyway, quality's improved massively, and the proof of that is in, in tasting one. So we're kicking off with a white Beaujolais village. Okay. Village wines are all from the, the, the north of the Appellation, and it's where the better wines come from, the, the, these hill villages that follow the Saone River Valley. Okay. And this is relatively unusual because it's a white Beaujolais, and um, only about 1% of the wine produced is white. Um, but it's becoming increasingly popular, and um, hopefully you'll see why when I pull this cork. Um, so pure Chardonnay, which it has to be, and um, quite difficult for them to make more to meet demand with White Beaujolais because, of course, you'd have to grub up Gamay vines and plant Chardonnay. It's not like switching between red and rosé, which you can do from vintage to vintage. You know, it'll, it'll take several years for a newly planted vine to come online. This is nice and fruity. It is. It's got lovely, almost a slightly melon fruit, a bit of green gauge there, and then this lovely, juicy, unoaked palate. Vinified in stainless steel, what the French call vif, lively, fresh. Mm. Made young to be drunk when young. Perfect on its own on a, on a summer's day outdoors. Also terrific with all manner of seafood, particularly shellfish. Yeah, that's got a nice sharp note on the tongue. You think it's not going to quite do that, don't you? Mm-hmm. Because it's so fruity and you think it won't give you that. Yeah, I think it's showing very, very well. Mm. So it's lovely. We're out in the garden now where we should be all along because it's summer. The cabbage whites are flitting about. Well, I was saying this white Beaujolais would lend itself to drinking well uh, out of doors and... um, I really like that, and it's, it's bloody good value if you compare it with um, what you pay for you know, most white burgundy. So. Mm. But what Beaujolais is really about, uh, the red wines, and this is a perfect example, a benchmark example. It says Beaujolais Village, 2015, great vintage. Um, you can't really go wrong in France in 2015, it's good everywhere. Um, and this is made by... This is made by Arno Aucour, who is a seventh generation... Literally translated, that is what Arnold of the Heart. Yeah, uh, that's a bit of a convoluted translation, but um, yeah. Uh, what a lovely name to have. Um, and uh, very traditional vinification. So, what they were doing a lot of in the 80s and 90s is carbonic maceration, which is when you ferment the wine in a closed vat with carbon dioxide rich atmosphere and whole grapes and they then have an intracellular fermentation which produces very very juicy fruity wines but not wines of great depth or complexity um, right. understandably that was really popular with the supermarkets because um, they were relatively cheap to make they were relatively cheap to buy and they were easy drinkers sort of okay summer quaffers and they've stopped uh, that now have they that's not so fashionable anymore no these guys now are doing a much more traditional vinification in vat and barrel and making wines in a much more dare I say Burgundian fashion okay. and just lightly chilled this because it's it's a warm day mm-hmm. and um, this is Biantique you get that lovely red fruit nose bit of raspberry 
Bien what was that? Bien Tepique. Tepique. Ah, uh, Bien Tepique. And then a palette of very pure, bright red fruit with, as I was referring to earlier, this nice fresh acidity. Mm. It's never cloying a good mm-hmm. Beaujolais. Yeah. You fancy mm-hmm. a glass and you fancy another glass and it's the classic lunchtime red. You want a steak frite, something like that. You know, a simple working lunch. You know mm-hmm. I'm a, a big fan of the working lunch. And yeah, a glass of Beaujolais and a steak frite. Now, bring it on. But here we're, we're going up a upper level really into a proper crew wine uh, into Fleury and I know you're a big fan of this I'm also a fan of the way the wine looks it's got this minimal label and a wax seal yeah the wax seal top you just put the helix of the corkscrew straight through oh is that how you do it yeah that's how you do it and it'll just and it pop will, off it should yeah right oh look there. at that just pop off right. and um, this is a relatively well, it's a new wine. It's the first vintage this wine's ever been made in. It's made by the Gryo family, who are good old friends of ours mm. and great winemakers. Mm. And in 2014, they bought three parcels of wines in the Beaujolais because they're very astute and they realise that the Rhone Valley where they live and work is very expensive to buy land. And okay. they, they sussed out that heading up into the Beaujolais, they could get a bit more bang for their buck. Mm-hmm. And so this is their Fleury, which we served uh, recently at our spring lunch this is, at the Gavaroche. It was this a is big hit. Denser looking. Denser it? looking. I mean, it's got an inky colour. Yeah, Look at that. it That's really is. Colour. And it's more earthy, isn't it? It the, is. That's mm. more complexity and concentration. Yeah, absolutely. And there's more depth. That's almost leathery on the nose. Yeah. And yeah, that's um, actually a very good way of describing that aroma. I couldn't think what that's, it was. That's not, I was yeah, going to say a, farmyard. It's not unlike a, a syrup, mm. um, but it is gammy. Mm. And then it's really rich. It's very well-rounded, isn't it? Yeah, but it's mm. quite a chunky wine. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it's rich, it's fruity, it's a lot of, sort of plum and damson. and then You're getting a bit of vanilla as well. Yeah, a little bit of vanilla in there. So there's, this wine's seen inside of a barrel at some point. Mm. And quite a rasp of tannins there. This, yeah. this will definitely age well for three to five plus years mm. and it's a food wine yeah. you, you want a nice I don't know Boeuf Bourguignon Coco Van would be better uh, a good um, classic French it's been a while since it, I've had a Coco Van let me tell you the last two Coco Van I had I had to make myself and they took me 48 hours yeah well it's a, a labour of love this is a, a, a Great example of, of a really top mm. crew Beaujolais. We're going to be drinking more Beaujolais and seeing more interest in it. I think they've. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's been, making a comeback. It's been out of fashion. It's more affordable than anywhere else in, in the Rhone or Burgundy. It makes the wines accessible to mm. a new generation of younger wine drinkers who can't remember, you know, this ridiculous marketing ruse of, <laughs> of racing back. I don't know what that was all about or why <laughs> race back with some very young wine. We've come full circle and I'm very glad of it. Yeah, me too. We should, um, we should take this with us. I'm feeling impatient for lunch now. Um, yeah, this is... Mmm, that's very appetising. Cheers. Cheers. More adventures in wine at www.yap.co.uk.